Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreer, with your favorite sports and football podcast, Making the Cut. Welcome back again. Uh, don't forget, I did make a couple of episodes just recently, yesterday as a matter of fact. One of them was my Take It to the Bank NFL picks that I do weekly now, and also a college game day picks. And uh, don't forget, I'm always going to have my links on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook, you can go there. You can click the link there. You can listen as well. But you also can go to the Anchor app, which is free. Listen there. Uh, you can follow there as well, or anchor.fm. And especially for those of you who use Spotify or even have the free version of Spotify, you can follow me there. Uh, go to Making the Cut, and you'll see my pretty mug up there in black and white with the headphones on. That's me with a misspelled last name. It's all good. They'll fix it one day. If they don't, it just is what it is. But welcome back again. Don't forget to go and share my links on Facebook uh, and like them, comment. If you ever have anything that you want me to talk about, comment on there. You know, I, I'm good, on my Sunday afternoons, I'm going to be just talking to myself, freestyling, whatever it is on a couple of whatever I feel that, I, that it is that I want to speak about. And uh, man, this week, another, I know last week's last Sunday episode was, what a, I, think, I think the title of it was Wild Weekend in Football. And this weekend was, man, just pure pandemonium. And uh, if you go back, you know, Deke messaged me last night and said, yes, when, when Bama went down, he's like, man, that just shows you that this season is different than any other season. That's real college football. It's changed the landscape in a little bit. And I'll hit on that in just a minute. But before I do that, of course, I'm going to hit on the big elephant in the room. And, of course, when you, when you, you know, you eat an elephant, you, you take one bite at a time. So bear with me on here. But the big elephant in the room, of course, uh, Coach O. And the way LSU played against Kentucky yesterday, uh, before I even jump off into that, big shout out to Tennessee, Cheyenne. Your boys are playing good. They played good again yesterday. Uh, Big win for y'all. I thought it was going to be a closer game against South Carolina because their defense. But, man, y'all showed up and showed out. Big props to y'all. Go Vols. And, anyway, back to Coach O. Uh, So, you know, everybody's been screaming since last season. Or some of them started screaming as soon as Joe Brady left that we needed to get rid of O and bring in Joe Brady, which is fine. Uh, I understand. You know, you live in the moment. And uh, when you brought in the, all of those talents together, Joe Brady, Coach E, uh, you know, uh, and Coach O, all of them there at the same time, Joe Burrow, it was a perfect storm, the, the most perfect season, the best college football season uh, ever. And when you do that, you have this. And so... It's going to be hard to sustain that, even if you're saving, right? Even, even, even if you're the best of the best all the time, Mario Bear Bryant or anybody else, Pete Carroll back in his heyday, it's hard to sustain that. So, uh, you know, everybody was looking for a little bit of drop off. Some people were calling for Coach O's head immediately after Joe Brady left because uh, they didn't want him here to begin with. They didn't think he was the right coach, and that's fine. You're 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 okay with your opinion. That's your opinion. Allow other people to have their opinion as well who want him, wanted him here, want him to stay, etc. Uh, but on that note, you know, I was talking to a good buddy of mine yesterday through text as well during the game. It's like, and of course, some of the family members as we were watching the game, like my brother's like, I just don't see how we can hold on to Coach O after this. And even before the game, we were like, if he loses this game to Kentucky, uh, you know, he's got to go. And let me say this first, too. Yes, LSU played absolutely horrible uh, against Kentucky, and Kentucky really just, you know, manhandled LSU the whole game. Uh, but I don't want anybody to take away from how good Kentucky is. That is not making an excuse for, for Coach O or LSU in any sense. But I, don't, I want you to appreciate 
how good Kentucky is. I said it for the last few weeks. They are the second-best team in SEC East. They have an opportunity this week coming up against Georgia to see if they're the best team in the SEC West. I mean, best team overall in the SEC East. And listen, if they end up beating Georgia, if they pull off that miracle and beat Georgia, uh, listen, everybody was saying after Bama fell that Georgia's head and shoulders the number one team in the nation. So if Kentucky pulls off that upset, man, you looking at LSU got you know, manhandled by the number one team in the nation at that point. So... Uh, they're only one game away from that and one win away from that. So it could be that. So, again, that is not to make an excuse for Coach O or for anybody else or the uh, poorest play. I will say TDP, after I was even down to him saying couldn't run, finally opened up the floodgates for himself, had over 100 yards rushing, but it was all for naught because, look, man, that game was just uh, – I will say this. I did see some different offensive formations finally in this game. But it was a little too late. Uh, they they brought in. We we're already down by like 21 points, and then we we're going to change up the offensive formations and start getting uh, some some progress. But it was already too late. I believe maybe if they would have started with that different uh, play calling in the, for offensively early on in the game, uh, then then you know it may have helped out and maybe the game may have been closer. May even won the game. Who knows? Uh, but defensively, um, their running game. Of course, Kentucky always has a great running game. They were eating up the middle of our defense. It looked like UCLA all over again. But back to the coaching stuff. Y'all know I've said it before. I'm not about firing him. I'm not about not firing him. Uh, But I am about having the best coach there to help us out win. Uh, And on that note, so everybody's in agreement now that it's time for Coach O to move on. Uh, And, you know, they, they they were talking about it yesterday during the game, too, that he was saying, you know, I understand what's going on in Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. That's just the way that it's going to be. Uh, if I'm not winning, they're going to get rid of me. That's he's, he's, you know, him himself as a fan would would be the same way. So I begin to look, you know, and listen to all the names that the people are, uh, you know, for the coaches that people are saying out there, throwing their names out there for the coach. First and foremost, let me say this: there's two coaches that you're absolutely not getting. It's a big year, right? Some of the people that have been down on whoever the coach is at LSU since Saban left. Uh, or been wishing Saban would come back. Let's just go ahead and get that out there. Saban ain't coming back to LSU, bud. He may have even come out and teased you before and said the only regret he has in coaching was leaving LSU. That doesn't mean anything. He ain't coming back here. He's going to stay at Bama. Oh, and by the way, you should go check some of the message sports from Bama. There are. I told y'all, I told y'all that people, fans are fickle, man. You're talking about the greatest coach of all time, right? And Nick Saban, the Saban effect. All of it, really the best coach of all time in college football. This is the guy that even on the on the Alabama message boards now, I told y'all, they're saying, okay, it's time for him to go. He lost to A&M, <laughs> an unranked A&M, okay? So you see it out there already. It's not just in, a, 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 in Louisiana at LSU uh, where the fickle fans immediately bring in the negativity and want people gone. If there's any kind of lackadaisical play on the field, if there's – a game that they shouldn't have lost, or even if they lost a game they should have, you know, that was a close, that should have been a close game to begin with. So, fans are fickle all the way around the board, especially the passionate fans in the Southeast. Uh, but it, look, over in uh, California and all the other places where football is still not as big as it is here, uh, but big over there, uh, it, it's huge. You don't get many chances now like you do up in Kentucky. Give Kentucky props because they gave Mark Stoops time to build that team. 
You're talking about over and over five win seasons. Now they're 6-0 for the first time since 1950. That's huge. You don't get that chance anymore. You either win it immediately or you're out. Coach O is two years away from winning the national championship, having the greatest college football season of all time. He's fixing to get oust. Up at Auburn, Gene Chizik, two years away from the national championship. He's gone. There's no such thing anymore as giving him opportunity. And let me, let's be honest, maybe they'll do the same thing over Kentucky if Kentucky wins the national championship, which I don't see it happening. Don't put those words in my mouth. But maybe they get fickle up there if, if, if they won the national title here and then two years later they're you know back to the five wins again. But I will say this too about Kentucky. I know I said it on a couple of the last podcasts talking college football uh, that they do a great job of bringing in three-star three star guys and developing them. But here's the other thing, and I started noticing it last night when they were watching when I was watching the game. You have a ton of transfers from other other places. You have a four-star quarterback transfer from Penn State. You have transfers, four-star transfers, four and five-star transfers from Bama, from uh, man, you name it. They have schools that they've become the, the transfer hotbed this last year and the year before, and they've turned out guys left and right. I mean, you even had guys from LSU there the year before. Kevin Joseph makes it to the NFL because he couldn't make it on the field at LSU, but he's there playing for the Cowboys now. So they're doing a great job over there. But back to the coaching stuff. You're not getting Saban, man. Let it go. And you're not getting Dabo. Dabo's not leaving Clemson. If they do, it's just because he's going to be fired because he has two uh, next season they're as horrible as they are. This season he can't turn around and right the ship uh, because the fans there are calling for his head too up in South Carolina. Trust me, they are. Go check the message boards. Go listen to the radio shows if you want to. You have our iHeartRadio. You can listen to their stuff anywhere, anytime now. But, you know, that, some other names that was thrown out. One of the biggest names that was thrown out recently was Jimbo Fisher. Y'all, y'all, if you didn't listen to my podcast last Sunday, then you need to listen to it again. And especially the part where I'm like, listen, Linda, talking about Jimbo Fisher. Now, now he's going to have a revamp up there because, hey, he beat Saban. He did beat Saban. But guess what? He lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. So I understand that's everybody's goal is beat Alabama, but he has no chance now. And let me circle back around to this for a second. Bama still has the opportunity. Uh, I don't see anybody else in the West beating them. They're going to be in the SEC championship. And if they beat Kentucky um, Kentucky or Georgia, whoever's there in the SEC championship, guess what? They're back in the college football playoff. Big whoop. Some A&M beat them. Bama goes on to the playoff and wins the national title. See? It's the same thing. Big whoop. A lot of Bama fans, true Bama fans, are not uh, sweating that, although you have a small portion of their of their uh, fan base that is calling for Satan to step down now. They're not calling for his head quite as much as Louisiana does with coaches here, but it is what it is. Lane Kiffin was another name. Get your popcorn ready, right? So Jimbo Fisher becomes the first assistant to ever beat Nick Saban. Lane Kiffin didn't, but, you know, he's always got something that's Twitter-worthy or or share-worthy or whatever it is. But uh, And he's doing a pretty good job up there at Ole Miss. But I, I, I don't know if he would do it here. Could be a good, viable coach here. Could May not be. May bring in the wrong culture. May bring in the right culture. Who knows? But his track history and his history in coaching, where, I mean, where he got fired at USC uh, after leaving Tennessee, uh, you know, getting fired from the Raiders, of course, he did learn a lot. He did get baptized and resaved and rededicated his life to the football lords when he went over there with Saban. Uh, and, and, you know, he did pretty good in the lower levels of a group of five. But now he's at Ole Miss. 
so it is what it is. I don't know. That might be a name that I may agree with, but I, I'm still kind of hesitant on that. Dave Aranda was a name that was thrown out recently uh, because he's doing great things over there at Baylor. And, and look, he's a great defensive mind. I think he's going to be a great head coach for quite a while. The only knock on Dave Aranda really is that he's not a recruiter. Now, LSU does recruit itself. Don't get me wrong. But on that note, uh, with the new NIL situation, things are going to different change because if you go back for a moment and you look at Miami in the 80s and the, in the 90s, Miami sold itself. It recruited itself because of national titles. But since then, you're not having guys go over there to Miami. Landscape changes, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute once I get off of the coaching carousel situation here uh, and, and the big elephant that we're needing to chew on for a moment. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that LSU is going to sell itself. So you're going to have to have somebody come in and it can recruit and recruit in the way that you have to now. You're going to have to take lessons. I don't know if you can get anybody off the, the, the saving tree. Uh, and honestly, getting people off the saving tree hadn't really worked out. I mean, Jimbo finally did, but hey, he's been away from saving for such a long time. Who knows? Uh, Bob Stoops is another name that I heard. Man, I don't agree with that name. Bob Stoops is... Uh, He's been out of football for a while. Uh, only job he got was the, I don't know if it was the XFL, the AFL, whatever the name of the, the Summer League Football League was. Uh, him and the old ball coach was there for a little while. But I don't, I don't see that as a fit here. You also are talking about a guy who, uh, although Oklahoma will be coming to the SEC, the whole time he was there at Oklahoma, talked trash about the SEC. Uh, so I don't know if he'd be a good fit. He is a good recruiter over there in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, so he, he could be a winning coach here, uh, but you know, one misstep, they're going to be calling for his head too. I actually heard once or twice, uh, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Listen, I don't think you're going to get Brian Kelly from Notre Dame, uh, even though this would be a huge step up for him. Uh, but what he's doing up there at Notre Dame, you're not really in a conference. You're kind of in ACC. You're kind of not in ACC. Uh, still independent. Uh, they're getting more TV rights on NBC again, they're becoming a bigger name again, uh, and he he doesn't have to recruit as hard as some of those other teams, he's getting his four and five stars, and his, he doesn't have to play in a conference, it's going to be tough, so even if he's playing in non-conference and in independent, he's got it made because they're playing like Ball State, they're playing like, every once in a while they play, you know, they have their games against Michigan, Big Whoop, they have their games against USC, Big Whoop, right, those teams haven't been relevant in a while. I know Michigan has a good record this year, but they're still not relevant because let's be honest, when they play Ohio State and Michigan State, they're going to lose. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, Jim, uh, Harbaugh doesn't win against those teams. He never does. Anyway, so or if he if they stay in the ACC uh, and then in that conference, look, I'll talk to you in just a moment about who is the top of the ACC now, and that is the weakest conference in all of college football of the Power Five. There are some and the group of five that would, I guarantee you right now, SMU, Cincinnati, and or Coastal Carolina would be the top three teams in that division this year. If, if you want to fight me with it, you want to try to argue with me, you need to get over yourself. You need to go look at the facts because look at that conference this year. They're a total mess, okay? They're, they are an absolute mess. Clemson, they've been an absolute mess for a long time. Clemson just breezed through there because they had a really good team for a while. Might be the end of that era as well. But two names that I've been high on, and some of them had some traction. Uh, well, I can't think of his name. I'm going to mess up his name. Down at Louisiana uh, Lafayette, or University of Louisiana, since we want to change things nowadays. 
uh, that coach, Napier, I can't think of his name. Good grief. Anyway, um, I like him. Uh, he's a great developer of talent. He's a good guy at keeping guys there for the long term. And But once if you pay attention, he does analytics. And so, and he's, he's hardcore on the analytics, meaning that he already has his game plan. There's no adjustments throughout the game. He's just going to keep running his game plan that he has. So he has a set plays that he's going to do throughout the game and he really has it they talk about it when you actually sit back and watch those games so i don't know if that's going to work against sec defenses now sec defenses aren't what they were five six years ago but they are still sec defenses and guys that know how to read read offenses and stop and know what's coming listen when uh, lsu lost to uh alabama in the national title after beating them earlier that year their defense said, well, we knew what they were going to do every time because we've seen it before, and they didn't change tendencies. So if you have somebody that's not going to change tendencies, it may not work out for you, okay? So the two names that I was talking about that I was going to say that I feel comfortable with because of what they've done, you're looking for somebody that hasn't uh, been on the uh, saving tree in a sense. I think these guys, I don't think they have. They may have at some point because I think almost everybody was with saving at some point. Who knows? Uh, even Bear Bryant was with him. I don't know. But two names. P.J. Fleck up in Minnesota. You know, what he did, uh, what he's done up there, it's really, really hard to recruit football players in the north. It's really, really hard to get them there. And he's done good, good job of recruiting, getting guys there, coaching them up, developing them. He's putting people in the pros. They are, they are a tough schedule each year. Okay, they've gotten better and better every year. This year they're a little bit down. But... They had the reason why they had so much hype at the beginning of the season is because how good they've been and how good of a coach he is. So he's a great motivator, great coach. I think he would be a good fit down here too. His enthusiasm works for Louisiana as well too, for for Louisiana and LSU fan base in whole. Luke Fickle up in Cincinnati, what he's done there at that Group of Five team is huge. You're you're talking about a team that is being talked about last year and this year, the opportunity to be in a college football playoff. I think it'd be a good guy to be here too. And you have a couple other coaches there. You have, you know, um, you know, Coastal Carolina coach maybe, uh, a couple other guys that may be out there. So th- you just want to make sure that you're getting the right fit. I don't want you just to have like what uh, Coach O did the last few years. Uh, you know, you have the knee-jerk reactions and you're firing people and bringing in new people. You're not vetting them and stuff like that. I think Scott Woodward up, up at, uh, at, you know, as an AD he knows how to do his stuff. That's how he brought Kim Mulkey in. Uh, and he's going to go get the best of the best. But I think people need to pay attention to what we're bringing in and, and pay attention to it and say uh, vet it yourself as well, too. Don't just be so excited that you're getting rid of Coach O that you bring in somebody like Jimbo Fisher that's just not going to do the job for you, man. Uh, yes, you be, yes, they beat Bama, but, again, they lost to Mississippi State and Arkansas. And Arkansas is a lot better, but they hadn't won since they, lost, since they beat them. Uh, are, are since they lost to Bama. So, all right. So, I, I did want to talk about real quick too the craziness of college football and how the landscape is changing, and it has changed for this year. Now, I said it at the preview to college football a few episodes back at the beginning of the season that you have some differences. You know, the transfer portal, like I was talking about with Kentucky, is changing a lot of things. Guys that are not starting at the big programs, they're not sitting around anymore. They're going to other schools that they can start and they can play. They have the talent. They can do it. Look at Kentucky. Uh, they, they are a prime example of that. Uh, not only that, you, you have the year of the super senior. Well, you have the guys that are super seniors that are there. You know, 
you have to look away from Austin Dekulis at LSU because, unfortunately, he's here for his 47th year, and he still looks as bad as he did the whole time. I understand. But at other places, these super seniors, they're grown men playing against boys, okay? And with that, you it's changed the landscape. That Not only are grown men, you might have these super athletes that are young men that can play, young boys in a sense, that can play in their absolute studs like your four nets and stuff when they come in they're already studs right but you have these guys who have football iq because they've been in it so long they know the nuances they know the play calls they know how to watch film they know how to put themselves in position because they've been there so long they're almost a professional playing in semi-professional right so change the landscape and it's changed a lot just to go down the craziness that this season has been and what's and many people don't even realize it because there's in Louisiana because they're so upset with the way LSU is playing this year and way they're so hell-bent on getting Coach O out that they're not even paying attention how great of a football season it is and how much it's messing up everybody in the NCAA's vision to whatever everything's going to be. Before I say that, it's already setting up to where Bama's still going to be in the college football playoff and it's already setting it up to where even though uh, Ohio State has looked pretty horrible for the beginning part of the season. They lost to Oregon. They're going to be in the college football playoff too. Although Oklahoma has looked absolutely horrible against every team they played and had to come back and win in almost every game, they're still going to be in the college football playoff as of right now because they're undefeated. And unless some miracle happens where they play Texas in the Big 12 championship and lose to Texas there, they're in. They're a shoe in. I don't see them losing now because they don't have anybody else to lose to. I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upset because of the way they played, but... Those two teams seem to have the freeway in there because that's just the way that the college football voting committee works. Every single year, they want to find a way to be able to get those teams in there. They're quote-unquote marquee. Even though the ratings go down each time they have the same two teams, the same four teams, and they could get a better opportunity if you get a Cinderella team in there or a group of five team in there, to it just try, you're going to bring the ratings up. And I know, I know, I know I'm rambling here, but I just wanted to go through with it with just some of the marquee games that are absolutely crazy of how crazy this season has been. Just absolute pandemonium in college football and all the landscape and how it's changed. Let's start off with just yesterday. Bama loses to A&M, a two-loss A&M team, right? Florida loses to Kentucky. I know I dogged them so hard last week, and LSU comes and gets humiliated with them, but that was the first time that they, they've lost to Kentucky in like almost 30 years. At, in Kentucky, and, and Kentucky's a really good team, right? But they still lost to them, okay? A&M lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. And again, Mississippi State, Jekyll and Hyde team, hot and cold, yo-yo team. They almost lose. I mean, they beat North Carolina. No, they. I don't remember if they beat or lost to North Carolina State. Lose to LSU, uh, almost lose to Louisiana Tech. They're up and down team, and they come out and beat A&M, right? Arkansas beats them. Nobody's expecting that, right? Arkansas then falls later on. Ohio State loses to Oregon after struggling their first few games and looking pretty horrible, even though they look good against Minnesota. Oregon then turns around and loses to Stanford, right? It just keeps going. Some of y'all yesterday didn't didn't pay attention to this game because you don't you, you're not watching college football and understand. But BYU is the 10th ranked team in this, in in all of college football in the polls. And they ended up losing to Boise State, who had two losses, right? Oklahoma almost loses to Tulane, has the most historical uh, comeback in the Red River rivalry to Texas to win yesterday. 
This is up down, upside down season. Michigan almost loses to Nebraska, which back in the heyday, Nebraska was a good team. But let's be honest, Nebraska hadn't been anything since Pelini went there, since they left the Big 12 to go to the Big 10. They haven't been able to do anything. And they are, and you know, Scott Frost is doing a pretty, pretty decent job up there. But there's no reason why they should be able to stay on the same field as Michigan with all the recruits that they get there and who they're supposed to be, right? Auburn loses to Penn State. Penn State turns around and loses to Iowa, right? Notre Dame loses to Cincinnati. Notre Dame almost loses to Florida State. Florida State beats North Carolina. North Carolina State beats Clemson, right? So you have this absolute pandemonium season. It's so much fun to watch. If you can get away for just a moment. Now, let me go back for just a second. Florida State beat North Carolina. A ranked North Carolina team. Florida State. Who just lost to like a group of five or FCSD. I can't even remember who they lost to. But they've fallen off my radars to watch as well. That That's like... that They have played so horrible to last, since really since the year after Jimbo left that they've been pretty much like losing to Troy if you lost to them. Honestly, like LSU lost to Troy or Alabama losing to ULM. That is what that game has turned into. North Carolina lost to them. You have all this. Even Auburn almost losing to Georgia Georgia Southern or Georgia State or Georgia, whatever, Georgia Tech, Senior High, Junior High, whatever it is, they almost lost to them. And again, Oklahoma almost losing to Tulane. What? what? And Tulane is like no, only has one win on the season now. So this is crazy, absolute crazy season, fun season. And if you can get away for just a moment, I understand you're a passionate fan base here in Louisiana. I understand it, and it sucks this season. But man, if you just love college football, I didn't get a chance to talk about pros. I'm not going to talk about pros today on today's. Uh, man, what a beautiful season so far because it's going to change everything. What all the talks of expanding the playoff. This season in itself shows that they absolutely should. You want to know why? They should, should absolutely expand the playoff and do it with common sense, not with the way that they're talking about doing it. Is because you're still, I just told you a little while ago, they're still going to find a way to get Ohio State into the playoff. Bama still has a fast track to get to the, to the playoff. Oklahoma still got a fast track to get to the playoff. Even Oregon still has a fast track to get there. Cincinnati, SMU, and Coastal Carolina don't have an opportunity to get there unless, honestly, let's be honest, they're still not going to let in one of those group of five teams. It doesn't matter. Cincinnati would have to go and beat Bama for them to let them in there or beat Ohio State to let them in there. But it ain't happening because they don't play. Another reason that I'm telling you that this is the craziest football season that I can remember in the longest time. I mean, I'm sure there were crazy ones. But I told you I was going to tell you who was the top team in the ACC this year. Many of you didn't know it. The top team in the ACC this year is Wake Forest. Many of you didn't even realize they were in the ACC. If you did, you're lying. Let's be honest. I knew it. I've been watching college football for a long time. Unless you're a diehard college football fan, you didn't realize it. But let's be honest. You did not expect Wake Forest to be the top of the ACC this year. They're they're ranked. They're on up there. They're undefeated. They're the top of the ACC. You know, the Clemson ACC... There's nobody else there. You know, Virginia Tech almost beat uh, Notre Dame yesterday. That's another one. Shouldn't have happened because Virginia Tech hadn't been good in a long time, man, since Beamer left. Uh, since actually in Beamer's heyday. So it's a crazy season, man. Enjoy it. Sit back and watch the, the theatrics of this season. I can't wait because it's going to cause the NCAA to change a lot of things. 
hopefully it gets the NCAA out of the way of everything, right? Because y'all have heard me talk about it before. NCAA just messes up everything. And if they keep, I just hope, I know I said this before, I hope that they come to common sense, but I can already tell you now that when they were talking about moving it to from the 14 to the 12 team, they're already screwing it all over. Man, they just make no sense about it. But they're, because they're still going to want to put like two SEC teams in there, two big team teams in there, you know, they'd find a way with the two lost Clemson to put them in there. Put the top teams in there, man. You got these, you got Wake Forest, you got SMU, you got Cincinnati, you got Coastal Carolina. Put them in the daggone playoff, man. Especially this year with the super seniors, this year with the change of the landscape. Are you kidding me? Put them in there. Let them go. Let it, let's see if they can do it. Don't let these guys be like UCF and putting on their own fake national title. Let it be played out on the field. Don't let it be before even BCS where you had people voting and you had two two teams that are undefeated and because somebody was the blue blood at that time or the favorite at that time by the voters, they became national champions. It's just ridiculous. Let's change it to common sense. Let it be played out on the field. I know I say that all the time, but anyway, that's my rambling on the absolute pandemonium, crazy football season in college football right now. And the pros has his own craziness right now, but I just want to talk about that because it's so much fun. You need to step back, even if you're an LSU fan and like, man, this sucks and enjoy this college football season because it's like none other that many of us can even remember. It's, it's a huge, it could change the landscape. Look, what if Wake Forest ends up being the top of the ACC for a long time? What if Kentucky ends up being somehow, some way, or what if Kentucky and Arkansas end up being the top two teams in the SEC? You understand what I'm saying? This is completely different, man. It's huge. It's huge for college football. Enjoy it, man. So anyway, that is my podcast this week. I didn't think it was going to take that long to talk all about all of it, but man, it was so much fun. This is this is a fun season. I know I keep saying it. It's a fun season, man. Enjoy it. So check, check me with me next week. I'm going to throw up another podcast. Make sure to go listen to my ones from yesterday or the ones before. Uh, check out my college game day pick them. Check out my NFL take it to the bank picks. And check out this podcast, of course, and be listening for the next ones coming up. I'm going to hit you up with some more of the college game day pick them, the NFL uh, take it to the bank picks. And also, you know, next week, I'm going to be hitting you up with uh, my recap of everything. So, And me and Deke are still working on stuff. Don't worry about that. It's happening. It's coming. Uh, we got to work out our schedules. That's just the way it is when you're adults and you have kids, man. So also, go again. I always say this. Go check out my buddy Tommy Kryzan with Talking Sports with TK. He knows this stuff, man. He has a great podcast. He does the shorter ones. Uh, listen to him. Get him, get him some follows. That's my buddy. He helped me get started with this new format. I appreciate you a lot, Tommy. Appreciate you a lot, man. And until next week or until next time, I'll see you. Keep listening. Thank you. My links are on Facebook, Spotify, Anchor app, anchor.fm. And see you next time. Mark Atreer with Make It A Cut. <laughs>